Welcome to DACOM Digital. It's time to listen to the latest crypto and DeFi market integrity news and enlightening interviews with industry thought leaders. This episode welcomes Joshua Frank, co-founder and CEO at The Tide with Thanarad, COO and co-founder at Solidus Labs. Hello everyone. Uh, I have here with me uh, Josh Frank, the CEO and founder of The Tide. First of all, before we go into the Thai's amazing work and how it makes crypto markets better uh, and create transparency for investors, uh, I want to say, Josh, I'm constantly inspired by your amazing crypto Shabbat initiatives. Uh, Josh, for anyone who doesn't know, hosts some of the most fun Shabbat dinners in the crypto space. Uh, so I, all- didn't, I didn't know there was a lot of competition there. <laughs> <laughs> well... Fun until another enter. The, there's not a big moat around my crypto Shabbats. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, he's, uh, you know, uh, for any member of the tribe uh, in crypto, uh, it's very unlikely that they don't know Josh. Uh, but also, uh, there are a lot of other reasons to know him. So, Josh, I guess, first of all, uh, you know, the Thai um, does amazing work providing really accessible data uh, to understand crypto markets better. Uh, where are you guys right now? What, what's exciting? What's going on at the Thai that's exciting? Um, and what's coming up? Yeah. So, you know, today we've become the leading provider of data to institutions in crypto. And so the reason that we exist is if you go out today and you ask 20 different funds how they're staying on top of crypto from an information perspective, every single one of them will give you a totally different answer. Everyone's on Telegram and in Discord and in, you know, you know, and Twitter, but everyone's on, you know, all sorts of different websites. And so what we really do is bring everything together in a consolidated interface for our clients. And so, you know, we have market data, derivatives data, sentiment data, on-chain data, macroeconomic data, NFT data, private company fundraising data, like you name it on a single interface. And the, the thing that we do, which is cool, that no one does in, in crypto or traditional capital markets is we allow our clients to bring their own data onto the platform. So imagine on a single interface, you can visualize, you can build custom dashboards with all of our data, any third-party data that you're interested. So imagine as a client of Bloomberg, you could bring in data from facts that are, I, are IHS. That's what we enable, oh, wow. but also all of your own data. And so you're imagining you're at a big fund that's got like a growth equity team, a quant team, a research team, a trading desk. Every single one of those teams wants to like get very different information. And we enable you to basically build custom interfaces and dashboards with all that information, which is just a total game changer because, you know, you know this with crypto, this market is so disparate. Like, you know, imagine being able to support all these different blockchains. Like there's so many random chains out there. Like I'm not saying they're random, but like Clayton and CeeLo and all these different blockchains, it's impossible for one vendor to support every single data set. And so what we're really focused on is workflow for clients. You asked where we're going. So today we're really focused on data. We have over 100 of the largest hedge funds in the world on the platform, 50, $100 billion crossover funds, Oh wow! Tr- you know, traditional uh, crypto native funds, market makers, you know, quant funds, you name it. And what we're really doing is we're trying to build the network effect around our users, right? We have the largest institutional user base in the space. And so now what we're doing is actually connecting our users via messaging. So one of the biggest challenges that you have today is a lot of OTC transactions happen on Telegram. And that's a massive problem because like people are getting scammed all the time. Messages are getting deleted. They're getting edited. And so we're not actually facilitating trading. We're just enabling our clients to message on a, you know, on a platform where they know who their counterparties are. When you're messaging, you know, X person at Y company, you're actually messaging that email address. You're not messaging some random person. And so we're increasingly moving just from data into messaging and then full kind of institutional workflow. You know, every time I talk to you, uh, you know, your work, sounds even more compelling. Uh, that's really exciting. And thank you for, you know, creating 
that, uh, you know, for people to be able to understand the market better and specifically, you know, people from traditional finance to be able to understand the market. Yeah, better. I, I like to describe us as the most Web2 company in Web3. Like we're the most, <laughs> we are a traditional SaaS picks and shovels business. That could be operating in any industry. We just happen to be operating in crypto. Oh, now I'm upset that yeah. I didn't think about that description first for Solidus. You guys are in the same boat. So I think us, and there's a couple other companies that are kind of in that, like Chainalysis, for example, like they're in that same boat of like, it's just a business that happens to be in crypto. Like there's nothing Web3 about it other than the fact that it's in, you know, it's a SaaS recurring revenue data business, right? Well, like, fair enough. I, yeah. I, you know, it's a really interesting way of thinking about it, but I guess as we're thinking about that, um, and from your vantage point, uh, someone who really, at the end of the day, as a, you know, the CEO of a company that provides clarity, uh, let's talk a little bit about DeFi. And specifically, you know, we're here at Permissionless. Without a question, when this conference was being organized, no one was expecting what happened last week. Well, with the Luna Terra Luna was supposed to be the biggest party. It was sponsored by them. Yeah. Uh, no comment, as they yeah. say. Uh, but uh, but uh, I, did, I did hear that. But I guess, um, and, you know, and, and you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, traditional business models that help you know, make Web3 better. Yeah. So I guess, what's your, what's your take about what happened last week? You know, at Solidus, we're very focused on preventing market manipulation. Yeah, yeah. And that, of course, means understanding trading dynamics better. Uh, you know, we work with DeFi protocols and other yeah, platforms yeah, yeah. on stuff like that. But I do want to hear from your vantage point. By the way, guys, if you haven't reached out to Chen and Asaf and set up a demo of Solidus yet, you know, if you have an exchange, really recommend doing it. If you're a regulator staying on top of the space, these, are, these guys are the best. I, I, I only... Nothing but great things to say about I, you guys. First of all, thank you, Josh. You're yeah. too kind. I'm blushing. And now I, I completely lost my chain of thought. <laughs> you we were talking about be. what happened last week with DeFi. Right. And, so, yeah. so I guess, my, look, I mean, um, there are a lot of different questions you can ask about it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it broad and simple because I'm yeah. really curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. But, you know, from your vantage point, uh, what could have been done to prevent this? And if at all, um, uh, and, you know, obviously Due I have diligence. an opinion. Okay, interesting. And I guess what are the, the kind of ramifications for the space as we move forward and for your business? Yeah, look, I think it's the industry needs unbiased information broadly. And I think specifically, like we just need research from companies that don't also own assets. Like we do a little bit of research, but I'm not saying that's us. Like we're not really a research provider, but like we need to have third party unbiased research, diligence, ratings. Like people need to look into these assets more. Um, because I think this was preventable because there were a lot of people that were blowing the whistle here. I mean, it, it you know, I can't, I, I don't describe myself as an expert at any, any individual token. I think I, I understand like infrastructure businesses. Um, but I, it seems like this could have been preventable because there were a lot of people that did blow whistles and no one really wanted to listen to them. And so the ramifications are actually very interesting. First is I hope it, you know, basically, you know, brings on better businesses that help to try to, you know, identify the stuff. And if you do, by the way, if somebody builds crypto ratings or, you know, is doing smart contract audits or any of this kind of stuff and you want distribution, I want to be your customer. So reach out to us. Like we'd love to bring your data to our platform because we, you know, we, we produce it on data, but we also aggregate a lot of information. Uh, so I think that's definitely needed in terms of the knock on effects of this. I think there's a few. Um, the first, which no one is talking about is there are a lot of like retail lending businesses that were actually built on the back of Anchor that like raised VC money, they're done. I mean, they're totally done. I mean, like their, their clients are never going to see their money again. Uh, there were a number of funds in this space that were like yield farming strategy funds. You know, if that fund is down 5, 10, 20%, it's done because it's not a fund that's going to return 30%. They're trying to return 10 or 15% a year. Once you're down, it's hard to get back to the high watermark. I think there's going to be an impact there. Uh, I think it's going to cause funds to be a bit more careful, which is a good thing. 
I think it, it hurt a lot of funds. Uh, I think it's going to bring regulatory scrutiny, uh, which is a good thing. I think it's time for some regulatory clarity. So please, regulators, just clarity. Just tell us, tell us <laughs> what we need to do. Um, I don't care what you decide. Just, just give us clarity. Well, you uh, know, uh, well, you, you know, uh, I have a very good friend, Alex Archer, uh, Alex uh, Royals. He's at uh, Galaxy Digital in the UK, yeah. and he once told me very wisely that uh, that you know, uh, you know, regulatory clarity is frustrating for innovators it's a natural part of innovation but it's also an opportunity to do the right thing um, you can't do the right thing until you know what you should be doing that's fair but you can do your best yeah no i agree i agree i agree i think you guys are doing your best i mean uh, and i think the, many in the industry i mean it's really kind of amazing to see how far the industry has come yeah and there's a compelling effort to to provide transparency obviously the tie is an important part in that and and to do our best as as, as you said but yes obviously regulators should also do our best and i know many of them are and i guess on that note maybe on an optimistic uh kind of note to finish who who is your favorite crypto regulator it doesn't have to be an agency it could be someone individual or... my favorite oh my i'm not picky i love all of you guys you're all the best <laughs> um i have no favorites but i mean obviously we all know who the the queen of crypto is i mean like i don't even mean to say it you know who i'm talking i mean hester is is the queen I think we, crypto all love, mom. we all i think we all love hester so but look i think like this is a collaborative effort we need whether it's in in in, in the senate in the house right at a state level um you know i think we need clear transparent regulation and we need people to help champion this industry because there is and, and no one's talking about this but there is so much innovation that's coming out of crypto that's gonna like crypto in my mind is just another asset class like it's not like this like crypto is not disrupting the entire world like people still need commodities right like it's not it's not disrupting that it's another asset class but it's gonna there's so much talent there's so much innovation there's so much excitement like so many traditional brokerages i think are gonna get disrupted by crypto exchanges right like i think there's so much opportunity let's embrace that let's encourage innovation uh, and let's work together because there's a ton of nonsense but let's work together to like get rid of that nonsense like that should be a collaborative effort because there's a lot of real uh, activity real companies and real talent like the, these beautiful folks at solidus uh that i think uh you know we should be highlighting josh it's such a pleasure to have you here and i think if i can kind of take away some of the main messages i'm hearing from you first of all due diligence and awareness uh and just be more mindful of the fact that it's still a new industry and and we need to be careful well i think this is this is the quote that you take away everyone is a genius in a bull market <laughs> you know what? I'll stop it here because I don't think it gets any better than that. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and thank you for the amazing work that Ty does. Uh, and for just being an awesome guy. And for the Shabbat dinner. Thanks for having me on, Ty. <laughs> this episode of Dacom Digital was brought to you by Solidus Labs. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and be sure to join the conversation by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter.